0: All true. Th- this guy makes just a comedy of errors on a daily basis. No BS. You have all these people that are whining, and 50 to 90 days ago, most of these people wanted to put you in a fucking cage. Uncensored. You know, the thing. You know. Oh, come on, man. Come on, Coco Pop, rub these hairy legs.
1: Corn pop. How many times I gotta tell you it's corn pop? The Uncommon Podcast with B-Pop and Duff.
0: You can't take away 100,000 jobs and then
1: bring back 90,000 jobs and go, look at me. Come I brought back 90,000 jobs. Because if you set extremely high goals, it's going to propel you a lot further than if you would have set a more of a soft-ass goal. Every episode of the Uncommon Podcast is dedicated to the first responders, police, firefighters, EMTs, frontline workers, and a special thank you to active duty military and veterans for all that you do so that we can do what we do.
0: We have the illusion of freedom here.
1: So, hey, Matt, it's been a while since we've done kind of a positive one. I was uh, talking to a buddy of mine and they've got some teenagers and I know you coach teenagers in school and whatnot. So I thought this might be a good one, but we're kind of shooting the shit and he was saying how hard it is raising teenagers these days because they're just, you know, a lot of times they're just not appreciative of what they're given and, You know they they feel entitled and all this shit. And I told them in jokingly I said, you know, man, I said you got to realize when we when we raise kids now, I'm brand new at this, right? My son's only two and a half years old, but ultimately we're raising socialists. (laughs) And what I mean by that is we as we raise kids, we're giving them everything. You know what I mean? We're giving them room and board. We're giving them toys. We're giving them food. You know they don't really have to earn anything, and so they grow up kind of expecting that. And the the hard part is when they get to be adults. How do you get them to understand that all this shit that they've been given is no longer free and now they have to earn it? You know what I mean? And I I got to thinking about that and I'm like, you know, when I was growing up, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I had my first job when I was 14.
0: I talked about it on previous episodes. My first job, I was a referee at the YMCA when I was like freshman in high school or right at the end of my middle school days. So,
1: yeah. So when I grew up, you know, even when I was a little kid, I remember like if I wanted a hat, for example, right? I had to identify how much the hat cost. I remember I was probably like seven or eight years old, and I wanted this Oakland A's fitted actual uh, hat, you know, like the authentic baseball hat. And back then, those hats were like 20 bucks. And so my mom and dad made me write out a list of 20 things that I had to do in order to earn that hat. So, like 20 chores that I had to do, right? So, pull weeds. You know, whatever, move rock, shovel the shovel, shovel the sidewalk in the wintertime, whatever that was. And once I got those twenty things completed, then they went and bought me that hat, and at the time I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of silly, but okay, I'll do it. But looking back now, that was probably the best thing they could do because what that taught me was I had to earn whatever it is that I wanted. I didn't ever grow up as a teenager, kind of in, uh, with this entitled mentality that, oh my God, you, I deserve this. You, you know, you owe it to me to do this, whatever this is. Buy me, buy me something. You know what I mean? So. With that mentality, how are you dealing or how do you deal with that when you coach kids in football? Like, does that even come up? Or I would assume it does, given the fact you got to earn your way onto the team, you got to earn your way onto the playing field, things like that.
0: Well, I came up in a world I didn't, I mean, school is important to my parents and stuff, like crazy important. So like, even though I had a job and everything else, my mom gave me an allowance and the whole bit once I started driving and everything else. And it wasn't, it was the unwritten agreement between my parents and I where as long as I was playing football and I was going to be in school and I was getting good grades and I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing that they would help me out obviously when that, if I, you know, jacked up or whatever else, then that's when the help stopped. And so that was just Mm kind of like the agreement we had. So one thing I always tell my parents is don't, or the parents that I've dealt with in the past is don't always look at it as like a money thing. Sometimes, you know, you're trading for the future essentially. Cause my, you know, now I feel like I'm fairly successful. I mean, I've completed my college degree. Like they wanted me to, and you know, I did everything that they, they felt was very important. So, you know, I I instill that on some of the kids. Now I've changed my stance on college a little bit, depending on what profession, or if you want to play a sport, um, then obviously college for doctors and everything else is pretty important. If you want to play, you know, college football, then obviously you got to go to college. So, you know, you got to kind of do those things. So, you know, the kids that I talk to about it, I'm just more open and honest with them. Like, you know, for the kids that want to play football, it's not like high school where it's like, you get done with practice, you hang out with your buddies, you get done with practice, and then you go inside and watch film. And then you have to go to the cafeteria and eat and you have like rules that you got to live by. You know what I mean? And so much structure within your life so that you have to make sure they understand what that is. But I explained to them the whole point of life is just building the best life that you possibly can and whatever that means to you right? So right. a lot of kids that I've dealt with are, are more on the poor demographic. You know, they've been in, in some different parts of town and, you know, a lot of them come from tradespeople. There are their parents and, and welders and semi-truck drivers and mechanics and, you know, those kind of things. So those kids, they have a different interest level. So when I'm speaking to the kids, I have to, A, know what, what interest level they come with. B, I need to build a relationship with them. Right. And I don't think uh, enough parents build relationships with their kids to actually truly know what their, what their kids are in to. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, and before I give any of my advice, I mean, I have to know those things, right? I'm not going to push a kid that has had a lifelong dream of becoming like the best welder in the world and telling him, Hey, you should go spend 40, 50, 60, $70,000 on a college institution or a college education for something that you're probably never going to fucking use. Right. Right. And so I think that, like, to get them to do those things, I tie it to their life and I tie it to long term perspective. So, what kind of life do you want? Design your life. You know, if you want to have a million, you know, followers on Instagram and that's the most important thing to you, like, what research have you done? Have you taken the steps? Right. And teaching them kind of how to build those roadmaps to really kind of tailor their life to how they want to their life to go right Mm -hmm. within the, within, within parameters. Right. I mean, some of the kids tell you some wacky shit that they want to do and you're just like, okay, bro, like let's, (laughs) let's come back to reality. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to, you know, be a deep sea diver off of the coast of Antarctica. I'm like, okay, well, they don't live very long. You know, I can't imagine that they live very long, but if that's what you want to do, like we can help you get there, you know, one way or another. But I think again, it's not, it's needs to be like a, there's a trade-off with the kids these days. And I brought this up on a, on a previous episode as well, but you have to understand we have an entire generation of kids that have been raised by other people. Number one, number two, they've been raised in 30 second increments on, on YouTube. So their perception of what life, is and these even just elements of your life right like the day you get married or the day that you know you kiss your first girl or you know these pivotal points in your life you have a vision these kids have a vision of what that is expo- supposed to look like exactly from all these stupid videos and shit that they've watched you and i growing up we didn't have that all you had was like you know your buddy tell you hey i kissed this chick like, oh what how was it like you know what I mean, right. how did you do it you know what i'm saying like you started thinking about that stuff because you had to listen like you had to just talk to other people and just kind of like, you know, get, figure shit out, you know? Mm -hmm. So what I tell, you know, my thing with parents is it's like, you almost have to do it as a cooperative, but with authority. Right. And so when I coach, The reason my kids, I always have a lot of success with the, the, at least the position groups that I coach, right? I didn't have a ton of success when I was head coach of Fort Lupton, but you know, my position groups, all of them that I've ever coached, the reason why my bond with my players is so tight is because, you know, I talk to them like equals, but when I ramp it up, I ramp it up on them and they know that that is like, okay, all right. Like I did something that I probably shouldn't have, you know what I mean? I made the same mistake for the fifth time or something like that. I need to correct this. Right. But I don't scream at kids and yell at kids and think that they're just going to do we they're, they don't learn like we used to learn and people need mm-hmm. to start to get that through their head.
1: Well, what I was talking to my buddy about it's, you know, if I could talk to a to any teenager right now, my response to them would be and we I've mentioned this on other episodes as well, but the world owes you nothing. Your parents owe you nothing. Your job going out into the world is trying to develop your value, whatever that value is. You know? Now the reality of it is right out of high school, most kids have no idea what they want to do with their life. I mean, I'll tell you for me, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life when I got right got right out of high school, but I got a job. And I worked at different jobs just to try to figure out, okay, where would I fit in? You know what I mean? I didn't go to, I went to college for about a year and a half until I landed in the job that I did and just kind of migrated into my career. But you can't go out in life expecting to be handed things. You know, there's a story of this kid goes and gets a job at a, uh, a garage door company, installing garage doors. And he... Doesn't show up on time. Shows up late every day um, because he just doesn't think that it's appropriate. He doesn't. There was no reason for him to to be at a certain place at a certain time. And then he tries to tell the boss that, well, you know, rather than me meeting, you know, driving uh, an hour or driving twenty minutes to meet you here, then we go back another twenty minutes to go get the truck or whatever. Why don't I just meet you at the job site? Basically, putting the responsibility of the the morning duties of that job you know loading the loading the truck with the garage doors and the tools and all that stuff putting that responsibility on somebody else and he just wants to show up at the job site and do the job itself without any preparation before you get to the job site and you just sit back and laugh and my response to that was you know why don't you get a little bit of experience uh, with this company with the garage doors before you start telling the owner of the company <laughs> that has been doing this for decades? how best he should be running his business, right? There's this know-it-all mentality that, they, that these kids have these days, aside from being completely fucking entitled. And yeah, I, I just sit back and laugh and say, listen, you first have to learn this business, whatever the business is that you're doing. You have to learn the ins and outs of it. you know. And then maybe once you develop a rapport with the owner, and once you you know, develop some sort of seniority in the company, and you get a little bit more responsibility, Uh, thrust upon you by the owner then maybe you can start telling the owner or your boss things to do to improve the job rather than being on that job two weeks and say you're doing it wrong you should do it this way you know what i mean nobody wants to hear that shit and you you know this know it all mentality that this younger generation has is really going to be a detriment to them overall and that's why they're you know nobody really holds down jobs anymore for long periods of time you know we were in the midst of the great resignation right now where people think oh, I'll just I'll, I'll go work online somewhere. I don't need to, to work in this company. This mentality of instant gratification, this mentality of I don't have to put in the effort. I don't have to build my value. I should automatically make this money uh, is really just not appropriate. And you know the the entitlement mentality that I personally have seen with teenagers these days about it, the expectation of where's my food? You don't have the snacks I want. You don't, you know, I'm going to go drink whatever, whatever's in the fridge with no regard of what anybody else wants. You know, that mentality, that instant gratification mentality, that entitlement mentality um, really has to stop. And we have to get back to a situation where people and not people, but kids and really some adults for that matter understand that you get back what you put in, whatever that is. You know what I mean? Whatever you receive, it is in direct proportion to what you're providing to others. And until people really understand that and until this younger generation understands that, boy, they're in for a world of hurt, world of hurt as time goes on.
0: Well, I think some of that, dude, The I, I, I agree with you that there's a lot of entitlement because, I, you know, these idiot kids, like I said on YouTube, you tell your parents and you do this and everything else. But nonetheless, one other thing that I talk to the boys about, I say, you know, I just tell them to, you know, what do you see when you look in the mirror? Because I think some of these kids are depressed when you look at like social media and filters and you got to, you're supposed to look this way or look that way or look a specific way. Right. And all the, you know, different stresses these kids are dealing with, as opposed to say you and I, when we didn't have to deal with, you know, social media at our fingertips. And I mean, really the only thing that you worried about when we were like, say a high school age, kids, Nate, you know, age was if there was a rumor about you at the school you were at, because if you, if it was outside the school, nobody gave a shit, right? Like your family didn't care. No other schools didn't care. It's not like now where the entire world will know, you know, if somebody blows you up or whatever else. So I think that some of this energy is just negative overall energy towards themselves because, you know, they feel like that's how they have to make themselves feel better about their situation or feel better about who they are. You know, they, like I said, take a young female, right. That looks on Instagram and all these, you know, subconsciously that these people are using filters and everything else, but it still creates a little bit of say long Right. For, you know, to look a specific way or, you know, have zero blemishes on your face or, you know, all these all this other bullshit. So it creates a ton of insecurities within themselves. Well, how do insecurities manifest themselves? I know me personally if I'm embarrassed about something or I have some anxiety about something, or I have some insecurities about something, you know, it just depends on the situation, but every now and then I'll lash out, right. I'll lash out and I'll kind of, you know, throw my shit out at other people, not meaning to, but it just, it's just an inherent, you know, animalistic trait that we still have that's held over from the primitive days of us walking around with freaking, you know, hair all over us, you know? And so, you know, I just think that, yes, there is a negative aspect or just an overall negative aspect to, you know, the messaging that's going at these kids and they're starting to turn around and then do it to their parents or their people, you know, that their parents hang out with or their parents, you know, associate with or so on and so forth. Right. But I think that there's not enough people out there asking, you know, these kids to, Actually, look at themselves and, and be and understand who they are as a person before they start acting out. If that makes sense, right? To so let's let's handle some of these insecurities. You know what I mean? Like, do we need to cut down your social media shit? Like, here's a video from YouTube that talks about you know what you know too much social media consumption can do to you know your brain and and how it, the insecurities it can cause. You know, I think you should watch this at least you know sometime. And maybe your kid's not gonna right away say, oh, I'm gonna t- you know take a break from social media, but you've planted the seed now. Right. And so we're starting to work on the insecurity. So maybe if they're a happier person when they, they don't act out as much or when they do act out, it's, you know, very minimal in, in comparison to what they've done before. Exactly. It's just a perspective I have on it, you know, is because, you know, like I said, when I'm depressed, when I'm mad, when I'm, you know, miserable for whatever reason, I'm not a fun person to be around. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I may not be drinking your shit like you were talking about in from the fridge, but you know, you may not want to hang You may not want to be within the same 30 feet of me because I'm being just a dick.
1: Right. Exactly. You know? So,
0: I mean, I just, that's just, like I said, that's just a perspective that I've kind of started to manifest, you know, as I've kind of worked with kids and gotten back into coaching and that kind of thing.
1: Yep. Well, and that that just comes down again to, you know, uh, all of what you said, I agree with. And I think it it comes down to personal responsibility and kind of trying to teach these kids that life does not happen on social media. You know what I mean? We just had some friends up at our spot here in South Dakota and uh, their daughter um, just turned 16 and she was all happy about one of her TikToks got 8,400 likes. And she's like, that's so exciting. And she looks at me and I'm like, who cares? 50% of them were bots. Right. And that's all I said to her. I said, who cares? And uh, one of the other people that were here, Lindsay, she said, uh, she's like, you do realize, she's like, those are probably old men in their basement masturbating to your TikTok, right? (laughs)
0: It's sick, dude.
1: It's sick. sick. But I told her, I'm like, listen, there's an entire world out there of actual people that you can go uh, conversate with. You can go hang out with. You Just stop worrying about this shit online. Like, that shit's not a big deal. And her response was, well, it's a big deal to me. And she storms off. And I get it when you're a kid, like there's certain things that are important to you and whatnot. But, you know, this whole social media, instant gratification, uh, entitlement mentality, like that shit's going to wear off. And it's when it, when it wears off, when you become an adult and you realize, oh, there's no value in that. And I now got to bring in my value. I'm sorry, but, you know, reality's going to hit you in the face real quick. Like, and, uh, you know, for those kids that want to stay at home when they're 25 years old, living off mom and dad, you know, expecting mom and dad to still, you know, cover all your bills and placate your every want and need that's going to get real tough like when mom and dad's bills aren't being paid because of inflation and all that sort of stuff and they need you to chip in
0: oh no 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 we can't we can't make our little angel we can't make our little our little popcorn you know go get a job you know we don't want him to be on his feet all day we can't, right, we can't. Do, that's the problem. That, I mean, honestly, dude, parents are the problem. Again, that's. I mean, we have more parents stepping up at this day and age. And I, I again, I don't want to stay on the more positive end of things. You not get down to the political stuff, but we, we we're finally starting to have parents taking a vested interest in what their kids are doing and what their kids are involved with and, and learning in school and that kind of stuff. So that's a positive. But let's just be honest, dude. For a while, people have been gone gone. Right. Or they had a weird perception about, I want my kids to have all the things that I never had. What In what what way do you feel like that would ever benefit anybody? anybody,
1: Right. You know, here's the thing. I mean, I'm all for, you know, taking care of your kids and providing for them and different things like that. But, you know, at some point, man, they have to learn the the value of earning whatever you whatever they're wanting. You know, they have to understand that in order to get something, you have to give something in return. You know what I mean? Like I get my two year old doesn't get that and that's totally fine. But I'll I'll tell you I mean when he's five six years old even four years old he's going to understand if you want something what are you going to do to get that you know what I mean like wh- how are you going to earn that toy you're wanting or whatever now I'm not going to be a total dick about it and never buy him anything of course I mean we don't we don't work that way but there's gonna it's going to be instilled in him at a very very young age that you have to earn the things that you want they're just not handed to you you know every day is not fucking Christmas.
0: Well, I mean, if you want them to be successful, that's how you have to teach them, right?
1: Exactly. And I'll tell you what, man, if a lot more parents had the mentality of of making their kids earn things and not just giving them everything they wanted, and I'm not I'm not calling anyone out in particular on that. Um I just think it's the way of society uh, as of late. But I think if if we get back to the basics of teaching kids how to earn things and how to uh, how, how to value certain things and how to value work ethic rather than valuing, you know, likes on social media, shit would turn around real quick. Like and we wouldn't be having this society of takers and not enough givers.
0: Yeah, I agree, bro. I agree. And, you know, to the parents out there, you know, a lot of you got, there's a lot of people struggling, you know, with all the stuff going on, you referenced some of the inflation stuff and everything else. Like, I understand, man, like it's tough, but you got to be willing to ask for help too. Right. Like I have a ton of kids that will not show up to things because they don't have a ride. And I'm like, don't ever let that be a reason. Like I'm more than happy to help you out, you know, and stuff like that. And I think that when you lead by example like that as well, like my kids all know, you know, they follow me on Instagram and stuff. And so I put some stuff out there, but, you know, I talk honestly about the, with them about, you know, how I make my goals and what I do and how I, you know, attack my goals and the, per, you know, the type of ways that I think about what's important to me in my life and how I've kind of identified the things that are important to me in my life. And, you know, I'm teaching them how to do some of those exercises themselves. Like what's important to you, mm-hmm. you know, do you want to do, cause if, cause if football again, I'll just leave it in a sports sense. Cause if football is important to you, then you would make it to weights. Right. Right. I mean, like, it's a very simple concept, like the things that you you will make time for the things that are important, for, important to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, we have to get them out of this, this shift of, like she said, she was so excited about having, you know, how many, like I, I joked about the bots, you know, liking her TikTok or whatever, like that, like, think about that. It's a bunch of strangers that aren't your friends. You have no relationship with true relationship. They're literally scrolling and they hit the little, they hit a, the, all they do is touch their screen. We touch their screen right over this little heart icon. And that tells you like, you oh, you got another view. That's so good. Oh, right. uh, thank God they touched that. Maybe their thumb accident. Do you ever think that maybe they accidentally liked it and said, ah, eh, fuck it, and they just kept scrolling? Do you think that that might happen sometimes? Maybe, <laughs> right, right? Like, right. I think the overall message is we have to start valuing things that are that are worth valuing at this point. And we talk we about- have to value things that are tangible. Well, we have to value-, we have to value our morals. Again, we have to value what we stand for. We have to value why we stand for that. We have to value being a man, you know, in a time where, Mm -hmm. you know, it hasn't been the most trendy thing to be masculine. You have to be proud to be masculine and you have to, we have to, that's the only way that some of these narratives change is if we just start believing in ourselves and that we start making these
1: changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, with that, I think we uh, pretty well hit all that. So uh, I'll kind of walk us out and just say, hey, everybody, please share the episode and uh, stay dangerous.
0: See you.